It's Weird Podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Christmas Podcast. It's Christmas! I would do that properly, but I mean, I don't want to deafen you, and also, um, it's fully sly. And what I'm saying is, guys, welcome to the podcast. Firstly and foremostly, people are probably like, yo man, why is the fucking podcast late? And I go, hey, what do you mean? You go, yeah, the podcast was supposed to be out on goddamn Monday. Why is it not out on time when it should be? Why are you putting this out late on a Monday? And I'll say, hey, guys, I'll be straight with you. I made a fuck up, you know what I mean? It was Christmas. I uh, recorded the podcast last night um, on what would be, according to some really weird people who uh, I don't want to associate with, Christmas Eve Eve, the Eve of Christmas Eve, which is just the day before Christmas Eve to most normal people. You know, like like me. But um, I fell asleep during it. Yeah, do what you want. You know, say what you want about me. But I fell fully asleep, like KO'd on the ground. Like Derek Chisora slept. You know, I was sleeped player. And that's what happened. And in the lead up to me falling asleep on the podcast, it was shit. You know, I was just not in a good festive spirit to be you know delivering you guys your favorite podcast every week you know what i mean i wasn't in the mood to be giving you gold if you're a first time listener you should be going niche niche i don't want to listen to hear this guy anymore whereas i want to give you you know, only positive vibes baby and see right now even when i'm speaking i'm like looking at the clock being like oh baby this is going to be a quick one currently it is 10 to 4 in the afternoon I have to go and collect my daughter Holly from nursery at half past four. Then I'm going for some Christmas pints. So by the time it comes to me answering listeners' questions later on, hey, I could be a bit more gargled, a bit more juiced, a bit more open, a bit more loose. You know, am I Dr. Zeus? Who knows? Though that rhyme was out of the top drawer. But yeah, I'm going to do it in two segments. I'm going to do the, the bulk of the podcast now. And then when I come back from the pub, booze I'm going to answer the questions. So yeah, I'm sure with most people, it's been a busy week, Christmas and whatnot. The most wonderful time of the year. Didn't expect that, did you? Hey, but that's what's happening. Christmas is busy time of the year. And like, you know what? I, to be fair, haven't been that excited for Christmas because as you guys know, I'm a bridge crosser. When I get to a bridge, I cross it. But up until I get to the bridge, I ain't got nothing to cross. I don't get into it. And I'm sure a lot of people will be listening to this week's podcast looking for some mm, juicy, juicy gossip from Shane Todd's wedding last week. Um, but I'm just going to straight up say to the bat, you know, I had to get through that before I got excited for Christmas. And then once that was done, hey, Christmas is just straight away here. So as soon as I got the wedding out of the way, getting stuff organized for that and, and being away for the night and, and all that, fun. I was like, oh, bollocks, I've got Christmas stuff to prep. I've got presents to get. I've got food to get in because I'm hosting people on Boxing Day. I'm hosting people on New Year's Eve. You know, I'm just the host with the most. I'm... Uh, I'm just providing. I'm like a young Santa Claus, both in that I provide gifts for people and also I'm overweight with a beard, you know. So, and hey, play your cards right. I'll empty my sack on your living room floor. More than once a year, to be fair. But, you know, that's that's what it's been like. But Shane's wedding was a great day. I feel like um, 
it's not my place to talk about his wedding on my podcast. I feel like, yeah, he probably did talk about mine on his podcast before I'd spoken about it myself. But, you know, hey, I'm just a, a, I'm a better guy. You know, I'm more sound dude than he is. But out of respect of that, I know he's got so much to say. He wants to put it all out there. He wants to talk about himself. So in terms of his wedding, all I'm going to talk about are the things that pertain to myself. Now, um, I'll just basically fly in with that and get it over with. Um, I was a groomsman on the day. I kind of hosted the speeches, which was, you know, it was hella fun. I enjoyed it. Shane did the same role when it was my wedding. It was nice for me to be able to do that back and get a few laughs, you know, being a comedian, going to events where other people are speaking, you don't get to speak. You're kind of like, mm, but, but puppy wants to say something. Let puppy speak. Uh, let puppy, let puppy say a few words. I say, let puppy speak. Uh. And Shane was like, you know, I like that wee Mexican voice you're doing. I'll let you speak. So I emceed it. Um, I think I did a sweet job. Everyone enjoyed it. And then Shane spoke and <clears throat> um, his speech you know, it it brought me to tears. It it really did. Um wasn't emotional or anything, he just did mention me in it. Um and, you know, I mentioned him in mine. Uh, thought we were besties. But yeah. I think um when people see the the big pink bee go up in the sky, um and the summons goes out for questions for Boytown podcast next week's new year roundup podcast for sure ask him why he didn't mention me in a speech um when it's his biggest day of his life and i'm the most important person in it it was a bit like mm, sly but we'll get to the bottom of that but other than that the great time was had the wedding was very enjoyable lots of drink drink was had and hey bit of a hangover the next day you know what i mean back to the real world back to that baby it's lovely to see her, but, you know, she's less banter when you're fully hungover. But that was good. And then the night after wedding, we went to the Cabaret Supper Club in town in AMPM, which was a fun night. Um, for any of you that haven't been before, it's basically you eat some food and watch a cabaret show and um, basically have to remortgage your house to pay for it. Because, hey, it's a, dear, it's a dear night out, you know. Um, I was out with my wife, Catherine, who was driving, so I thought, sweet, she'll not be... Nah, dear, very, very dear. Whenever it's one of those ones where you get the bill at the end, you're like, ah, mm. did not see it go in there. And then I just took a bit of a hit there with that. And then that was fine. We like go went to the car to get home and realized that we were parked in a car park that shuts. <laughs> so my grandpa and Catherine driving to... A, basically she was hung over from the wedding and B, getting an easy route home was totally ruined and had to get my mummy to come for us because we couldn't get a taxi. So yeah, I had to go back then to get the car on the Saturday, half past seven in the morning. And hey, guess what? On the bright side, it only cost me 28 quid. Whoa. NCP car park in Montgomery Street, Belfast. Suck my cock. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't sweet. Was not sweet at all. But hey, we're over it. You know, the bridge has been crossed. The money, the most expensive day, it was Black Eye Friday. And for me, it was Homeless Friday because, hey, that's what I'm going to be after that day. But, you know, we're all done. We're on the, we're on the run through to Christmas. Um, as I sit now, um, it's now four o'clock. Whoa. Um, 
15 minutes left of this first segment of the podcast, then there's going to be a massive break. Let me see how long I've done. I've done 8 minutes plus 15. Whoa, that's going to be like half the podcast. Sweet. But um, now I'm going to go get baby Holly, take her from nursery. Very excited about seeing her. You're probably thinking I'm a sly guy being off and not just keeping her the whole day. But guys, it's Christmas Eve. I've shit to do. You know, the house ain't going over itself. Ain't going to dust itself. You know, those Fox's Biscuits aren't going to eat themselves. And Peaky Blinders Season 4 has just gone up on Netflix. I mean, it's not going to watch itself. You know what I mean? And last time I checked, my dick ain't going to jack itself. You know what I'm saying? So when you have a free house, you make the most of it. And that's what I'm about. <coughs> just choked there as well. I think that's God punishing me. OJ, I know that guy's as real as Santa Claus. But we're all, we're all pumping and ready to go. You know, I am sort of... I'm, I'm a single father this Christmas because um, Catherine, my wife, is a nurse and she's just working those flat-out NHS hours. She works at 7 in the morning to half 8 at night on Christmas Eve and the day before Christmas Eve, and she's working from 7 until like half 2 on Christmas Day, so i got to get up at like 6 a.m., get those presents open, give Holly a little bottle, and I go back to sleep. And then when that's done, I'm out and about all over the show. I'm going to my parents' for Christmas dinner. Um, I'm just going to hang out, basically, in the morning, and then come 12, I'm going to Catherine's mum's, and I'm just bringing Holly around to see her like cousins and stuff, and do other hanging out stuff and then uh, have to bring her up to the hospital to see Catherine and work, which is a massive inconvenience. She asked me today, oh, can you drop Holly up just this? And I was like, nah, go fuck yourself. Like, don't, I don't want to do that 1%. I'm sure Catherine will be listening to this. So, hey, Catherine, you know, appreciate that I love you and appreciate that I will, will bring Holly up to say hello. But percentage-wise, my desire to do so, it's zero, you know. It is 0%. Um, interested. I just want to sit and eat Quality Street. I want to eat um, celebrations. I want to eat roses. I want to eat ham. I just want to eat because that's what I do at Christmas. And I haven't even got I'm shit. I haven't even got I'm drink yet. When I record this, I'm chomping at the bit. Mm-mm. I'm chomping at that bit. And by the way, in French, bit means dick. So yeah, I'm chomping on that dick. En français, motherfucker. I'm the Hannah Balls lector. You know, Hannibal Lecter, penis erector, that's me. He came round and ate his cock with a nice little candy and some fucking testers. Mm. I don't know what, what, what the fuck that was, guys, and I apologise for any of you listening to that in your earphones, not not being super keen on, on that gross noise, because I'm I'm a guy with misophonia, you know what I mean? The the disease that just makes sure you, you want to basically punch yourself repeatedly in the dick if you hear people eating and that's just that's it you know but it's christmas and i'm getting in that traditional feeling i'm just feeling like i want to get my drink on i need a guinness i need a stout i need to shake it all about you know what i'm saying and but i'm here doing this podcast for you guys because you are my faves you know but like tradition for me usually before holly was born was just going drinking on Christmas Eve, going drinking the night before, catching up with all your mates who've been away at uni or whatnot, and just drinking on Christmas Day, sleeping in late, getting up, drinking, eating, going out Christmas night. It's always my night that I get full. Like, and this year, my parents have been legends and said they take Holly, so I'm going to be back drinking on Christmas Day. Mm-mm. Holly's going to stay over at her granny's, and I'm going to just go out and have a drink. I can't wait. 
And then Boxing Day, I've got both sets of Holly's grandparents, my folks and Catherine's folks, coming around for some food, which, you know, I'm going to prepare. And since I'm such a unique guy, I'm going to make... Um, I'm going to make some food that I picked up upon my travels. And I say travels on honeymoon to Budapest and Lanzarote, not far, like nothing too difficult or exciting. I'm going to make a dish called chicken paprikash, which is like the, a Hungarian chicken dish, which is very tasty. And then I'm going to make Cypriot potatoes, which is just like salty potatoes, which will go nicely with it. Normally there's a dumpling side that goes with the chicken paprikash, but, you know, I just tote CBA making, like, dumplings, you know what I mean? And also people tend to, Irish people tend to like potatoes better, you know what I mean? So I'm going to do that, have a few drinks on box tonight, and then I'm going to work the next day. No! I 0% want to do that. Like, ugh. Can't stress how much I do not want to go to work the day after Boxing Day. But I gotta, you know, needs must. Gotta put food on the table. Gotta put milk in the bottle for the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Gotta do that. And I'm just gonna really pull the finger out and try to go permanent to this funny shit so I don't have to do that, you know? And also I'll go in with a hangover and drive to Lisburn. Like, ugh. Thought turns me. But I mean, that's my new my new thing now, hosting, being an adult, you know, having to do adult things. We've got to get used to it. I wish um, I could, like, go back to the olden days, albeit with Holly, I wouldn't want to get rid of her and Catherine, to be fair. But, you know, I do miss the days without le- with less responsibility. They were fun times, you know. But you know what's getting me through to cheer me up? Christmas traditions from other countries. Um... I don't know if any of you guys are too up on that, but I think Christmas is weird AF. Like, I think there's a lot of strange shit goes on at Christmas. I think, like, hanging stockings up strange. I think the whole idea of a Christmas tree is weird. I think, you know, it's probably suitable in certain parts of the world, but we ain't got fir, fir trees here. It's just strange. You know, why don't we just put up a, you know, an acorn tree or some shit, or like a fucking... Sycamore tree? I don't know. Believe it, I, I did single word science. Those trees could be indigenous to another foreign country, and I've just totally mugged myself off, which is most likely. But hey, you know, Christmas Eve, and I don't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, traditions around the world are very sweet. <clears throat> I speak about Krampus in my stand-up set. For those of you who don't know, Krampus is this Austrian dude who's basically like an evil demon anti-Santa that just kind of like... Santa goes around, and if you're good, like, you know, if you're bad boy or girl over here, Santa brings you coal, and you're like, Santa, that's not even a punishment. You know, in these times of austerity, we could do with any fuel we can get our hands on, so mercy. You know, not like that. Krampus, in fact, is this dude who just kicks a fuck out of you and eats you, you know. Um, beats you with sticks. He beats you with, um, I believe it's the term faggot, is what it can be called if you gather sticks together. You know, I know that word's certainly very prominent at the minute with being censored in the the uh, fairy tale in New York. You know what? They're going to censor everything, you know. Um, but it is what it is. You know, if people are offended, good luck to you. Um, but basically Krampus um, just is this slick guy who beats people with loads of sticks and then eats them, you know. But there are more lighthearted 
uh, traditions around the world. There's a dude that they have in uh, in Spain who's called um, the poop the pooping log. I think he's called. Um, yeah, the pooping log. Um, it's a Catalan custom that's still celebrated in Spain where you can buy your own pooping log. It's basically a hollowed out bit of wood with legs and a face. It, to be fair, it looks shit. It looks like something a prisoner would make and try to sell at like the St. Vincent de Paul or something. You know what I mean? It, it, it's very basic. But apparently you put stuff in this hollowed out log and it shits it out. Um, but you have to feed them every day, apparently, from like early December. Otherwise, you don't get those presents. And to be fair, the presents are shit. You know, you'd rather just get, you know, Skeletrix from Santa or some shit. You wouldn't want, like, these gifts that he has. So basically, what you do is you beat the pooping log until he poops out small candies, fruits, and nuts. And then when he's through, the final objects dropped are a salt herring, a garlic bulb, or an onion. You know, so basically what they do in Spain is, ha- is just get shit presents. Either they're tramps or they get shit presents or Santa's just absolutely banjoed. By the time he gets there, he's been drinking too much port. You know, him and Krampus have been playing cards against humanity in the sleigh. You know, they're not in the mood to deliver that Catalan vibe. So just local Spanish people just be like, uh, it says, you want some, I again, it's Mexican. Do you want some nos? Do you want some nuts, small candies, and fruits? I got some saltering, a garlic bulb, or an onion, a champignon. Weird. I actually stopped for a minute because I scrolled down on the pooping log uh, page and realised there is a superb Catalan song that they sing whilst beating the pooping log with sticks. And this is it. Poop log, poop log, hazelnuts and cottage cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. Poop log. <laughs> Which I'm sure you'll agree is a fucking atrocious song, but kind of funny. Poop log, poop log, hazelnuts and cottage cheese. If you don't poop well, I'll hit you with a stick. Poop log. Weird guys, the Spaniards, aren't they? Doing their wee weird things, like, and their wee poop logs and stuff. And then German families, then, they decorate trees with the Christmas pickle. And the story goes that when German families decorate the tree, the last ornament to be hung is the Christmas pickle, usually a blown glass ornament that has been passed down through generations. It's tucked away in so hard-to-see spot because, hey, after all, it's green. Ha <laughs> ha. The first child who finds the picker on the Christmas morning gets a special gift. A poop log. Poop log, poop log, cottage cheese and fucking nuts. Poop log. Oi. Um, and the gift gives the children good luck for all the year. The trouble with this legend is that people in Germany are unfamiliar with it. Glass tree ornaments were indeed made in Germany. The shapes of fruits and vegetables and other, et und other objects... These ornaments became very popular in America when F.W. Woodwells began importing them in the 1880s. An old German legend, no doubt, helped to sell more glass ornaments. So basically what it is, is they're saying this is a Christmas tradition in Germany. And I just did a dope-ass German voice, by the way. Um, 
But really, Germans didn't know about it. The Americans were like, hey, that's fucking those crazy Germans pickling a tree. And then just that's how they sold it. Typical Americans. Um, but you'd be pleased to know, I'm not going to go through every single one of these. There's one about basically in Holland where people just black up, which is inappropriate. It's called Schwarte Pate or Black Peter, who's just Santa's helper, which is in, in a way them trying to be respectful to Black Peter and the hard work that he did helping uh, Santa. Could just call him Peter. You know what I mean? Don't have to call him Black Peter because, I mean, you don't call him White Santa, but whatever. Um, and they just sort of go up blacked out on a on a float with Santa and you know fire shit to the crowd which is you know inappropriate but anyway and the last one I want to finish is with the weirdest guys you know the, the people in the weird podcast who everyone knows are the weirdest race in the world the Japanese now why did I say the weirdest race in the world just look them up you know it's not racist the Japanese are weird you know they are generally a weird people you know, and I'm sure they'd agree with it themselves. And nothing is weirder than celebrating Christmas by going to KFC. You know, yes, KFC is sweet. It's very tasty. But in Japan, it's the main Christmas meal. Families gather at KFC, some queuing up to hours to get a seat just to get that mm, tasty bucket. And it's known that the fried chicken is a traditional Japanese feast, which is mental. And if you actually go and look, KFC Japan, you will see loads of sweet Japanese fights going on people trying to get into KFC like I know myself if I'm hungover I would definitely smack someone for a Zinger burger but these Japanese guys you know, they're just crazy they just want to celebrate Christmas with a fuzz of my Christmas and the KFC and that's what they do and that's their culture fair play to them and guys you know what this is where the podcast is going to switch up. Switch! Because the time's now quarter past four. I need to go and collect Holly from nursery and I need to go to the pub. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be back to answer those listeners' questions whenever I'm back, you know? Um, so I will see you in what could be a few hours, what could be several hours. The podcast will be fucking up on Christmas Eve, you know what I'm saying? I promise that. But my questions could be they could be an interesting listen. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, whoa, unbelievably, time has moved forward and I'm back. I've been to the pub. I've done a few other chores. Um, I'm recording the podcast back again in the dining room, but this time I'm joined by my dog, the uh, Chinese man himself, Mr. Charlie. Charlie, sit. Sit still. See this guy? I am close to killing him right now. <clears throat> basically in the in the interluding period when I was talking about getting a few beers on board I didn't even get one pint um, Holly was just being really tired went to, went to go and get her to school and walked into the, the wee nursery and one of the women who worked there was like oh she's got a little bit of uh, baked bean juice on her sleeve and I was like no problem we're going to the pub so it'll be grand with that Walked into her and she was sitting there, staring at me. More orange than Jamie Bryson on the 12th of July. She was soaked in bean juice. All, like she was wearing a little, like Santa slash Mrs. Claus style outfit. With like the wee white sleeves and the white collar and it was a wee dress. All the white bits were orange. Her hair looked like she had been sweating through it and touched it. It was rock hard. Um, that was bean juice. 
So I was like, all right, I'm planning on going to the old inn with my parents and Catherine's parents for a, a wee Christmas Eve beer, which is like the tradition tradition now. And now I'm going to have to fully change Holly and wash her hair, you fucks. So I had to do that, and then I went up to the old inn and got a seat, and then we were told to move, and then we couldn't get seats, and then we were up and down, and eventually got seats again, and it was just stressful. Holly shouted the whole time. I got about half a pint of Guinness, and then I had to bring her home to put her to bed. Then when I was upstairs putting her to bed, I left this week prick Charlie downstairs um, and he shot in the living room I'm pissed a little bit which is good because like if you're a human whenever you piss inevitably you shit simultaneously that's just you know it. in fact I'm wrong whenever you shit you piss simultaneously <laughs> if you shit every time you pissed <laughs> you'd be real badly fucked those urinals wouldn't be a sweet place Especially like a football stadium or something, you know, those big long troughs. Everyone's just pissing. <laughs> Shitting themselves as well. Gross. But, yeah, the dogs clearly don't work like that. And he just done a poo in the fucking living room. Luckily, we got a brand new rug. And if he had shit on the rug, I would have pulled his head off. Like, I just would have grabbed him by his neck and held his head and his lower body and separated them. Because I would have been so pissed off. I was already stressed out with the baby kicking off and then Charlie shitting on the... Oh. The only saving grace was whenever I was going to... I did. I collected both parents and brought them to the old end, both sets of parents, um, with Holly in the car and, and put them both up. But then when I got the... I left Catherine's folks up there and I went to get mine. When I got to my own house, my dad came out wearing tracksuit bottoms and t-shirt and I'm like, yo man, clearly you're not going to no pub dressed like that. And he was like, nah, I'm doing some cooking and stuff for there having visitors over tonight. So I was like, right, dead on, not going. So I brought my mum up. And then whenever I went back down to the house again, my dad was like, um, I've just cooked this extra ham, do you want it? And I said, what? Yeah, And he's like, yeah, just a full cooked ham, do you want it? And I went, yes, for sure. And then I got this absolutely gorgeous full ham. That's probably why I got so stressed and pissed at Charlie shit on the floor, actually, because I was up there feeding Holly, making her go to sleep, giving her a bottle, just, like, seeing her over with my, with my soothing, dulcet tones. And then the thought of coming down to a nice warm bit of ham. Mm. So I did that. I eventually got her to sleep, came down, cleaned that shit up, carved the ham. And you know what? Charlie would have got a lot of fat. He would have got a lot of that fat off the ham but you know he shot on the floor and I'm a disciplinarian guy and I said nah you know that's the sort of parent that I'm going to be you know I'm going to utilise I'm going to be a parent that you know lets their kids realise when they've done wrong there are consequences you know as I said last week in the podcast if you're a little boy you'll be met with extreme blunt force violence but if you're a little girl you'll just be told off and Holly's now started to have a little temper on her and once she understands words oh she is in for it I'm going to be all like hey Holly you're going to your room and then she will be put into her room and that'll be that like yesterday she threw a full strop on me because I wiped her nose and she just was wiping herself along the ground, stomping her feet, rolling around, screaming, flicking her head back. 
So I put her in her cot. I said, you're going to stay in your cot while Daddy goes for a shower. And I went in the shower and I came back in there and she was still standing up in her cot shouting. And I said, have you thought about your behaviour? And she looked at me and went, and I was like, why the fuck don't you speak English, you stupid twat? And then lifted her out, but she learned her lesson. But currently, as I'm finishing this podcast off, I'm just looking at my feet, and there's Charlie lying right at my feet, trying to suck up to me, that little Chinese bastard. Like He's a shih tzu, I should point out, so that's why I refer to him as Chinese, you know. He's just looking up at me like I'm looking legit sorry. And I'm struggling to still hate him, but a bit of me wonders, you know, is he sorry because he's actually sorry? Or is he sorry because he wants some of that ham? And to be totally honest, I threw a lot of the fat away because, you know what, I don't think Mr. Charlie deserves to get all that fat because, bad boy, you know? So... Anyway, players and playettes, on to um, the questions. Um, on Twitter, Glenn Lindsay has said, Merry Christmas to you and yours, Dave. Oh, that's a weird place for a comma. I think, Merry Christmas to you and yours, Dave. What's the weirdest gift you've ever received? Um, it's hard to say. Possibly a just a full cooked ham from a dad off the off the cuff today. Here, Mitchy, looking a a full ham. Aye, there you go, man. It's cooking all. Cheers, Dad. Weird, but um, now I'm trying to think what the weirdest gift I've ever got. Um, I've just got a message there from Catherine, being like, "Here, I'm on my way home from work, and he just cider, and I assume she just wants it poured." But you know what? <laughs> I'm on that discipline tip, so she can just uh, she can just fucking pour it herself. Um, but the weirdest gift I've ever received, yeah. In fact, there's this thing, right? My aunt got me when I was a little kid, and it was like made of wood, and it was like had those all these wee compartments. It was like you, st- it was like like a wee. I don't even know what the fuck it was. It was like a like a a pin board type thing so it was like that kind of material like balsa wood type thing but it had like little shelves in it that you could probably set things in but I mean like it wasn't big enough to put like pens in or what just shit and I was like yes and I was like why the fuck you buy me that auntie you know what I mean buy me something that I want like a G.I. Joe or like you know Papa Shango wrestling toy or something cool like that not a fucking strange storage unit that like looked like it's come from Ikea before Ikea was even a cool place to be Um. Like, my mum was always really, like, be grateful. I'm like, well, why should I be grateful if I don't like it? Luckily, that said, auntie, now um, sorted her life out and does um, definitely now give me super presents. You know, I must <coughs> give her credit where it is due. But at that time, when she was younger, probably mature and uh, just a shit person. She, she didn't deliver me good presents. Um, <clears throat> Gareth Owens has said Happy Christmas David Hope Santa is good to you What is the Christmas timetable in the Elliot household Dinner early or late um, I'm probably one of these ones Who has dinner bang spot in the middle Of what you would say is early or late 
it's definitely like a Sunday lunch time. I'm having dinner this year about three. I think I had it about four last year in Catherine's. Normally in our house it's about three. My parents are doing it, and they're doing it this year because Catherine's working again tomorrow up until like three, which isn't as bad as tonight when it's like nine. But um, <clears throat> normally we get dinner about that time, and tomorrow I go around to my parents in the morning because it's just me and Holly. And then I have to take Holly to meet like her nephews and all. Or not her nephews, her cousins. Hey, it'd be weird if she had nephews. And, and like, you only have nephews that are older than you. If you're like fully smacked out, you know what I mean? So that's not, not the case. I always find that's the weirdest thing in the world when you have like, that's my nephew. You Why is your nephew older than you, bro? It's like, hey, <clears throat> it's just the way of the world. But yeah, I'd say 3pm start, like a football, like a Saturday round of football matches, 3pm start. Um, Luke Sweeney has uh, said, good morrow David, Merry Christmas. Knowing that you're a total sass queen and unrivaled gossiper, my question is, what's the best bit of gossip you either heard or started? Hmm. I don't know. That's actually a really tough one. I think what I'm going to do with that one, um, Luke is very possibly park it until next week and give it a real good thought. Yeah, in fact, that's what I will do because I'm be keen to actually think back about what's the gossip. There you go. <clears throat> I'll come back to that look, but a very good question. One I need to give actual time to and, th- and thought towards. Uh, Chris Barr said, Hey Dave, hope you're well and all set for Christmas. Tried to find some weird Christmassy stories, but found this instead. Um, and he sent me a story. It says, Oh no, Mum from Barnsley. Mum from Barnsley eats eight cigarette butts every day and can't stop. Well, here's the thing, you know, you could. You could just not eat cigarette butts. If you look at the woman, you'd say eating cigarette butts are the, the the very least of her problems, you know what I mean? Because she looks like she has one eye and a broken arm in both photos they have decided to use her. Um, yeah, it's a full-blown real addiction. She's a heavy smoker and smokes between 60 and 80 cigarettes a day. But she has revealed that she eats eight cigarettes. But um, nah. You know what? That's just fucking stinking. That Chris, you've made me feel sick with that story. I know it's not your fault, but you know you have. Um, but what I want to know is what's your guilty pleasure? Who not eating cigarette butts? That's for sure. I don't know what if you have a pleasure that you feel guilty about. Yeah, At the minute, ham. Like since it's Christmas, fucking ham. I'm eating all that ham. I could never get enough ham. I don't know if it's guilty. I live with a vegetarian. Um, but, you know, I, I just am quite happy to admit that I love ham. I'm not uh, ashamed, but I just love ham, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, in fact, no, I'll talk about Christmas songs. There's a guilty pleasure for you. Um, I was listening to, like, a playlist of just great Christmas songs to get me in the mood earlier when I was doing my rapping and uh, another rock and roll Christmas came on and I was like that is possibly the best Christmas song you know another rock and roll Christmas another Christmas rock and roll with presents hanging from the tree 
You never know what you got from me. And I was like, oh shit, that is some dope shit. Who sings that? Gary Glitter. And I was like, ah, I can't like that anymore. Because he's a pedo. He's a pedo. Which is really shit. To be a pedo, yes, it's shit. And also, to be a pedo that makes great music that therefore you can't listen to anymore. So yeah, possibly my guilty pleasure. Chris is actually liking Gary Glitter's Another Rock and Roll Christmas. Which, to be honest, I'm pretending it's not him singing it, you know, because it's a great Christmas song. And I really want to listen to it and rock out to it. Paddy Mac has said, Since everyone's got their own year-in, year-out Christmas Day routine... Talk us through yours, hashtag nosy bastard. Well, <clears throat> normally my day goes into three sections. Section number one, the breakfast. That's when I focus on what I'm going to have for Christmas breakfast. Now, normally when I'm at home, because this is only the second, third year I've been with Catherine, like, doing my own Christmassy breakfast with us. But at home... Like, my parents wouldn't really focus on breakfast. You'd just have, like, party food. You know, I'd have gone up and been like, there's a few cocktail sausages, wang them on, stick them between a bit of bread and have a sausage sandwich. That's in good gear. In other days, I'd just have a box of Quality Street, a cup of tea, and watch, like, you know, Saturday Kitchen or whatever, Christmas special, and that would be the breakfast routine. I'd do the presents. Um, and as time's gone on, my presents have got shitter, like last year. I was grateful, of course, but now I'm just an old dad guy. Last year, I just got, like, slippers and a sleeping gown. Whereas, like, this year, I've asked Santa Claus for, like, a vacuum gimp mask. So I just put it on and just completely eradicate all air from the mask. So fingers crossed he comes through on that. I've been good this year. In fact, I've been very naughty this year, so hopefully Krampus delivers it. But, um... Once the breakfast out of the way, I'm normally feeling a little bit, mm, a little bit stodgy. So I'll obviously have a beer to settle the stomach, and then like the visitors, the first like run of visitors will come. Which, as sad as it sounds, as time's gone by, I'm just telling you about my parents' house now because I don't really have a routine as yet, because this is a new year to start a new routine. But um, normally my run of visitors will come to my parents' house, but it's only one great aunt now because everyone else has died. Sly, you know. It used to be my one of my aunts would be my great-aunt Sadie, my great-aunt uh, Ethel, my granny, myself, my cousin Marion, you know, would would turned up with my mum, dad, my sister and me. Um, my granny's died. I don't know why I'm laughing, man. Mary's died. Um, Marion's found herself a, a fella. She goes off to his place and I know fucks or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's just my great-aunt Ethel, who... She hates me now. She's just got, got that age where she's old and just, you know, you know, it's just, you know what? I'm just giving up on being sound to people anymore. You know that? She's just like, you know, fuck it. Like, didn't come to my wedding, you know? One of the, like, my last remaining family members. She's like, nah, I can't be CBA. Like, I was like, all right, it's pretty hurtful. All you need to do is show up, give me a hug, go. Nope, not keen on that. And I was like, right, okay. I'll just put that down to her being a grumpy old bitch. You know what I mean? I'm going to let bygones be bygones I'll invite her to my daughter Holly's first birthday you know big deal would love to have her there 
nah, fuck that. I don't care about your holiday either. Not okay, that's one that, that will stick and throw a bit. So be interesting to see her this Christmas, see what sort of mood she's in. Um, I feel like already I'll be approaching her with that Boy George style sass. You know, like I think I'll be, be like very bitchy. I need to try and be the mature, sensible one in all of this, but I will. I will try it, and then once that happens, we have our dinner. Get that on board. Then basically, the next part of my day is sleeping. As soon as I'm done that three course Christmas dinner, I'm normally go for a nap, but ain't gonna be able to do that no more because I've got Holly now. So I'm hoping this year I'll bring her up and I'll be like a hero to everyone. I'll be like, look, Holly's a little bit sleepy. I'll bring her up to bed. And in my parents' house, her cot's beside a double bed. Mm. So what I might do is just fire her into the double bed and I'll just hop in her cot and all cozy, you know? Mm. Nah. She'll be in the cot. I'll be in the double bed, get a nap. Then I get up, go to my, my mate Daniel and Matt's house. They're not gay partners, not that there's anything wrong with that. They're brothers. And then when I'm there, I play drinking games with them and board games. And their dad insults me, basically, for the entire time, claiming that he is the master of all board games, yet every year he loses. But that's what I love to do, and this year I can do that because Holly's staying at my parents. Dab! I'm very excited about that because I plan to get a drink on tonight. Normally Christmas Eve is a big drinking night, but since I'm now at that, sadly that's no longer. So I just have to look for, um, I was say satisfaction. That's such a, got to look for satisfaction elsewhere, baby. Got to look for, um, yeah, satisfaction. Ah, talking shit, right? Chloe has said, what's the best Christmas present you've ever received? Um, it's so hard to say. Like honestly, the one that sticks out with me is Tracy Island, the Thunderbirds. You know that was fucking good shit. I also remember getting a Terminator doll once, that like spoke, and that was pretty cool. He said like four things. One was, "I'll be back." Another was, "Hasta la vista." No, "Hasta la vista, baby." I'll be back. And then there's maybe it. There's maybe just two. And then make gunshot noises. Because that's what Terminator did. That was pretty dope. Um, also, does the physique guy have any tips for staying lean over the festive period? Absolutely not, Chloe. It's all about bulking on the festive period. I would say, you know, we sensibly focus only on the sprouts. But hey, you look like you're in, in good nick yourself anyway. You don't look like you need any advice. So what I would say to you to do is just get on that bulk. You know, get on that bulk life. Bulk up, lift big heavy weights and just get all big ass and strong. You know, and the last question, quite fitting maybe, is from my man, Chris Henning, the bleach-haired scooter fan. <laughs> That's a wee joke, just basically to myself now, because he's probably listened to the podcast last week when I said, hey, I thought you bleached hair, and I was like, fucking idiot. But in my head, you'll, you'll always have bleached hair, Chris. Hey, Dave, hope you have a great Christmas, and I'm looking forward to seeing you live in the new year. Thank you. Um, what I want to know is how annoyed was Shane when you upstaged him at his own wedding you know what <clears throat> I don't know if I did upstage him at his own wedding obviously I've upstaged him plenty of times if we've been at gigs together and stuff and I've just been funnier but in terms of upstaging him at his wedding I'm going to let bygones be bygones I'm going to give him his moment and say you know it, he looked really beautiful <clears throat> Um, he, 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 yeah, he forgot to mention me in the speech. You know, I mentioned that earlier, and I said it didn't bother me. It doesn't bother me, you know. I'm I'm cool with it, but yeah, he, he, you know, 
sly. I think what he should do is like get in touch with the Sunday world or the Sunday life and uh, issue an apology in the like we side parts of the paper to me for not mentioning me in a speech. But um, you know, if he ever gets married again or anything, he can he can do it then. And maybe if he even renews his voice or something, he could do it then. But you know, I, I don't think I upstaged him. I think he did really well. Um, albeit I did do a pretty sweet dance that I'm sure we'll talk about in Boytown at some point. But, you know, I appreciate that, Chris, because I know what you're trying to say is basically you like me better than Shane, and that means a lot, especially at Christmas. Well, we've done 44 minutes, albeit over the course of, like, three days or some shit. But um, let me just finish by going and seeing um, my reviews and stuff because hey all I want all I want for Christmas is to get to that 70 reviews that's all you know I, I've got 66 I think five star reviews which you know is I'm very grateful of because everyone yeah everyone's giving me 66 or everyone's giving me five stars and that's really kind now if this is the first podcast you listen to don't review the podcast because it's not the best but if you're a regular listener, you know I'm, you know, like I'm a wee Western guy. You know, I'm like in the river with my wee pot, just, you know, siphoning gold. You know, that's what I do. I give gold week in, week out. But sometimes the river runs dry. You know what I mean, guys? It's been difficult. It's been a busy one. It's been sort of ad hoc. It's been hacked together. But guys, I did it anyway because I love you. Merry Christmas. Have a great day. Have a great time with your family. You know, reevaluate things uh, for the new year. You know, just take stock of what you've got, appreciate it, look to the positives in life. Um, if you're ever feeling down in the dumps, you know, do something about it before it gets the better of you. You know, take care of yourselves and take care of those around you. And guys, have a fucking smashing Christmas. And I'll have a dope as shit podcast for next week. Love you. Bye.